And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Really great list of names, guys. Thank you so much. Good work. Uh, no, actually, that was in Robert's notebook. He left it at reception and we photocopied it. Oh, okay. I don't want any part of this. Maybe it's list of people he's gonna fire. Okay, it's not that, ma'am. You know, I was thinking it reminds me of those lists White used to make. This is if we were all on a cruise ship and had to divide into lifeboats. And this is if we were on a cruise ship and had to divide into life rafts. Here's something. Who would eat who in an alive situation? No. That can't be. I gotta say, kinda seems like the left side's the side to be on. Me, Jim, Dwight, Daryl. No offense, Pam. Battle Excuse me? Shh, Pam, come on. Don't be such a right-sider. The only thing else I got to say is... How about them Cowboys? Yeah. How about them Cowboys indeed? All right, it's roster tier time, Cowboys fans. It's the off season. We've done our airing of grievances. Free agency is just around the corner, so we need to take a look at this roster and see who should stay and who should go. So welcome in. It's another episode of the About Them Cowboys podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your producer, Kent, welcoming in to the best of the best when it comes to breaking down all things Dallas Cowboys. Saad Youssef is on... Stars duty tonight, but we got Father John Mishota, your Cowboys beat writer, and as always, in the hosting chair, it's Kevin K.T. Turner from Sports and Such and the Ben and Skin Show. Hey, K.T., welcome back. I've been anticipating this one for a long time. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. nothing um, reminds me of winter more than the roster tier episode. One note for the listener here. First, we're going to do this one on video, so pause this one and search on YouTube for about them Cowboys podcast and and look for this because you're going to want to watch this one on, on video because there's going to be kind of a visual element as we tier and, and rank the roster here. It'll still work on audio, but if you if you want the video, uh, I wanted to give them a heads up on that. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess when you look at the Cowboys roster, we know that a lot of things are probably going to have to change for cap reasons. Now that's every year, but it does feel a little more volatile after the premature exit in the playoffs. Or was the exit right on time? The 49ers might might have that to say. So, uh, Kent, where would you like to start here on the roster tiering? Well, we have several different categories that we break the roster up into. And I would like to share uh, the screen here. And the way this works is we've got, I guess it's five categories. The best, mm-hmm. which is what you would want to be in, is never let them leave, Jerry. So these are the people we want Jerry to lock up keep around here for a long time. And as long as uh, they're functioning, they should be wearing the star. The next is better than your average. That's uh, just slightly below that. And then we have solid contributor. That speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. We have depth dude, which is a, might be a depth play. And then the worst category of all is why. Why are they here? So that's the very bottom. So I think the way we did it last time, KT, is we went by position. And I think we can start at quarterback. Yeah. 
Well, this is uh, this is where it gets a little fun because the second half of the season, obviously, Dak Prescott was uh, – he would tell you this too, disappointing. You know, that the Cowboys were unable to figure out how to beat zone defenses and things like that. Um, I still think he slides to me in the better than your average tier, and I think that's where you have to okay. look at him. I do think it's interesting. When you, when you look at the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, I'm very interested by – you know, you have your go-for-it team, like the Rams all-in-at-all-times team, a team that's paying their quarterback a lot of money. And then you have your rookie contract team sneaking in there in Cincinnati. Now, if it was Mahomes, like you kind of thought it would be, obviously there's your two big money guys going at it. Just remember all the conversations that are had around Dak when it's when his contract was happening. It's just like every Cowboy fan had this discussion. Can you build a roster when you pay your quarterback that much money? And while I personally think that you can and think there's plenty of examples of teams that can, it does create tough decisions with players. For me, Dak, still better than your average quarterback in this league. But, man, we really do need to see a step forward next season. Yeah, I would probably put him in the never let let them leave Jerry category just because of the fact of, yeah, do I think he's a top five quarterback? No, but I do think he's top ten. And I do think that there are a lot of worse options out there. If you went into the wilderness of, well, we're going to try and find a quarterback better than him, there's a way better chance that you screw it up than you find an improvement. And that goes even to this past weekend. I mean, I'm taking Dak still over. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is probably not going to be with the 49ers next year after taking them to the NFC Championship game. Like, yeah, there's obviously guys I would take over Dak Prescott, but it, the, the position just so valuable, and 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 I don't think there's any question that you certainly, he's a lock for that spot if you're just going off the first half of the season. And I understand the second half of the season was was a was a disappointment and, and a big drop-off, but I just, that position is just so important. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm putting him up there at the, and there, and there aren't going to be many people on the never let them leave Jerry on this roster now, but he, I, I still have him up there. I would have to break the tie or or I would have to yeah go with John there and keep them and then never let them leave just because I think the Cowboys are closer to the side of having a dude than not having a dude at the quarterback position. Sure. And if you don't have a dude in this league, you got nothing. Yeah, that's the thing about the roster tier conversation is it sometimes opens up some things where you kind of get caught in the middle between one. So I, I think after discussing that, I do feel the same way as y'all do okay. more of in the never let, let them leave Jerry thing. Um, because th- there is no alternative option of going back into the wilderness. Uh, and obviously you signed the contract and that proves it. But even if you wanted to find a way, like, Oh man, I think we should probably do something else. That's what the Colts are doing with Carson Wentz. And you mentioned the 49ers and even the Vikings and Kirk cousin are going, eh. you know, you could say that Kirk Cousins better than your average quarterback. Yes. He's not in the never let him leave zone. Exactly. And Dak is. So, yes, you guys talked me into it. And that's why this is a good exercise. Uh, we need to go to Cooper Rush, though, right? Cooper Rush, I think you have to put him at – I mean, look, here's the thing. We're going on a one-game sample with him because he got that win in Minnesota. But the defense got you that win in Minnesota. Now, he did enough and he didn't screw you out of that game. But the defense got you that win against Minnesota. So I still refer to him as a depth dude. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an issue with that uh, because of the sample size. I agree with you. If he had had multiple games like that, I'd say um, solid contributor. 
Um, but I don't think that you'd want to count on him for a four or five game stretch. So yeah, depth dude is fine. But um, I would say, I think most people probably feel he's pretty solid backup that you can go into next season with it. You know, it's not like it was in previous years covering the Cowboys where you're like, man, you know, you just don't know with, with Romo's injury history, like, and then, you know, even with Dak coming off the injury, this going into this year, there was some concern about, man, I don't know, you had Andy Dalton a year ago, you might need to get a better backup than Cooper Rush. I mean, we had talked about that in this show and uh, he get he's at least, he's at a, he's at a place now where I feel like most feel more comfortable with him now than they did uh, before the season started, but I still think he's depth, dude. One more note, uh, producer note on this. There's, um, we didn't include practice squad with it, except for a few exceptions. There are a few players I w- wanted to mention. And uh, there's some injured reserve guys we didn't include either. But uh, because the roster's in such crazy spot at the end of the year compared yeah. to what it is at the beginning of the year, uh, there's a little bit um, of an asterisk that needs to be put there just sure. for the listener as well. So there might be some players that are left off and some that are included, but this is the best roster I could uh, come up with. A shout out to William uh, over at DallasCowboys.com for keeping this thing updated and uh, relevant for us. But uh, there we go. Go ahead, John. Sorry. I was just going to say, I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on, on when we get to like the Jaquan yeah. Hardy. But there are some Dowdles guys who are going to be like, things like that. what about this guy? I just wanted well, yeah, to say we don't need to spend a ton of time yeah. on those. And, yeah. And we don't need to spend a lot of time with, with Will Greer at third quarterback too. But I, I just want to say this. And you could put him at Y, but I would put the, every third quarterback in this league that's and, not and a developer. Gucci Danucci at Y too. Yeah. yeah, he is on the practice yeah. squad, by the way. For the for the the fan out there that might not know, he's still around. But. I want to say this: if anything were to happen to Dak next year, your first phone call better be to Tom Brady, ASAP. I'm, <laughs> that's and I, great and, point. And that sounds great like point. a joke, but the Cowboys would be on a list of teams. Where if their quarterback goes down, they're at least getting in contact with Tom Brady to see if he wanted to come back and take another run. And I know we I'll, can talk I'll about how realistic about or him. not, but I understand he's Superman and all. But when you get to that age, you got to put a lot in to just do even what he was doing down the stretch here. It's it's going to be tough if, if if he's goes back to living a, a normal, somewhat normal life with his kids. And yeah, he might still be throwing around the football, but to be in like tip top shape. For someone again his age, I, I don't know. It, it all depends on what he's doing this off season. Because, and, and again, this is just listening to what he had to say, uh, reading what he wrote in his you know twelve page Instagram post. Uh, that whatever. Um, but I, I just I don't know that he's going to be grinding on it like he was. I think that's part of the reason that you sure. step away from the game so he doesn't have to do that. And to get to where he was, he was probably more dedicated than anybody in sports right now just because he had to be or he wouldn't even been able to play on that level so yeah I, I mean and it'll make for great headlines and that just I, I don't know I just I saw I saw old Phil Rivers there uh coaching on the sidelines this year in high school and man they did a, a let's catch up with Philip type uh video I saw one time and I was like whoa this guy he's got he's got a dad bod and it was after only like you know a handful of months or whatever like that the idea that like they were just going to be able to go back to him if they needed him like the Colts or whoever uh man if you say so well my comments less about Tom and more about every contending team that has a devastating quarterback injury could be none of them yeah uh right. let's go to runners uh when we go to Zeke I, I oh man that is a tough one I mean I mean, full full track record, Zeke, better than your average. But am I talking about what I think he's going to give you next year? Or 
coming off injury. It's right now, February 1st. I don't know. However, however you go with any of those, I'm going with solid contributor. I just, he's got a lot of good things he brings to the game, but I don't know that, I don't think, I don't know. He just doesn't come off as being as elite as he once was. I don't even think that that is within question. I, he does a lot of different things and they trust him a lot. He did have another thousand yard season. Um, I don't know. I guess you could put him in. If you're just going by running backs, I can understand where people put him in better than your average just because what is the average running back? I mean, I feel like the average running back is a guy that's probably in his second or third year and teams are ready to move on from him. This is a really hard one to place here with the categories you've given us. Um, I'm fine with either one of them. He though. was Solid in better, better than, than your average, average. At, at the beginning of the season. You just for, you, yeah. you, can't, you can't talk about him anymore. Not not if, if he was ever on that level, but like as just the one guy. You have to, he is when you're talking about this as a ha- half time back or a or a sixty percent of the time back. You can't talk about him like a Kamara or like a, a Joe Mixon who gets right. all the touches there. You, you you just can't do that. So to yeah. me, yeah, I'm with you. Solid contributor too. And and honestly, for Tony Pollard, like not enough like playing time and snaps to go like never let you go for sure. Better no. than your average number two back. I mean, maybe maybe got yeah. all the explosiveness. I've also got to count like it, kick returning spark and things like that. For so for what he is, yeah, probably better than your average guy like that for what he is. Like he's better than a Jeffrey Wilson or something like that. I would take him over Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson, for instance. You know, right? But that's where you kind of get into that point of he could be a solid, just a solid contributor. We don't know because they refuse to use him. Well, and it also changes from year to year. I mean, Zeke, like you said, going in earlier uh, to the year, he was at better than your average, and and maybe even that was generous at the beginning of the year. But as of where Tony Pollard is right now, I think I'm fine with him at better than your average for what his role is. Now, yeah, That's now what, if he gets, yeah. if he ends up being like a lead back and he doesn't really improve on what he was, then he's just a solid contributor. But from what we've seen of him, the role he's asked to play, uh, you know, obviously health in, is involved in that too. Um, but I, yeah, I think he's better. He's your better than average number two running back on, on, on teams in the National Football League. The, the tiebreaker there for me is one of those guys I wanted to get the ball more and one of those guys I wanted to get the ball less. And that's yeah. how, how I want it to be next year. Um, and next running back there, Kent, uh, who are we going to go Corey with? Clement. Uh, depth dude. Depth dude. Rico uh, Dowdle and Jaquan Hardy as well. Depth dude. Depth dude. Wide receiver, Amari Cooper. And I look at this as like better than your average wide receiver, not better than your average wide receiver one. I, he was I a never let them leave at the outset as well yeah. this season. Yeah. He's better than your average. I mean – the, the, and this the is stats. a combination of him and the way the staff used him. So I Absolutely agree better than average. And, and with Amari Cooper, like, look, still like the the year he had 68 catches. You know, you got you're paying him like a number one wide receiver, you know, yet we had C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz getting more catches than him. And I'm not sure that was the plan going forward with C.D. Lamb. If that's the plan, fine. Dalton Schultz getting more catches than him. That means that you guys were unable to to get some big plays on the outside, but you know. No, that we, means we that a, your offense took it to an extra level of the we're going to take what defenses give us, and defenses were giving you Dalton Schultz, yeah. and so you were taking that as opposed to sometimes maybe uh, I shouldn't say sometimes because there were times when you know maybe there were passes thrown to some of these receivers that they weren't wide open and stuff, but 
more often than not, this was an offense that was whatever the defense gives us, that's what we're taking. So Cedric Wilson's who we'll go to next. Uh, yeah. Solid contributor for me. I mean, I, I think agree. that is just your mm-hmm. th- that that guy is your stereotypical wide receiver three. If you're trying to maybe save a little money on offense, you know, you look at what the Rams did when they lost Van uh, Robert Woods. Like, hey, let's get aggressive and go try to get you know Odell Beckham. Although they let him clear waivers first, you know, <laughs> and he made a choice. You know, those are kind of go for it mode. Yeah, you want your threes to be to be really good, but I, yeah, I think Wilson's fine. Yeah. You know, with, with Gallup hurt all year, freak thing at the end, hurt in the beginning, is he better than your average wide receiver? He's a solid contributor. It's no, what he he's is. not better than your average wide receiver right now. And even when he yeah. was healthy, in this offense, they were not targeting him like he was better than your average wide receiver either. Yeah, I agree. Um, see, uh, Malik Turner. Malik Turner. Death um, dude. Depth, depth dude is fine. He's a depth dude. And I actually think he would be he's very. He'd be, little... He would be very high in my depth dude list. I mean, he'd be right up there. He'd probably be right in front of Cooper Rush, to be honest with you, out of the guys we have on there so far. You know, but Wilson. That's what he is. Yeah, and Wilson Gallup, theoretically Cooper as well, could all be gone next year in some form. One of those guys, two of those guys could be gone. And I love kind of molding Malik Turner into trying to make him that next kind of Cedric Wilson. If you find a way to keep Cedric Wilson, Ceedee right, Lamb went quiet. Went quiet at the end of the year, but you know, look, it's seventy nine catches, eleven hundred yards. You'd like the drops. You'd got like to get the drops figured out. You want to get that, uh, uh, you know, situated. But man, Ceedee Lamb is better than your average wide receiver, and it's their fault they didn't find more ways to get him the ball. So uh, I would have Lamb, if we're doing it that way. And he's shown flashes where I would have him at uh, never never let him leave, Jerry. But as of right now, yeah, I'd have him right there, him and Amari right there at the next to each other. That's, you know. I would have Lamb in front of uh, Cooper and Pollard personally. Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's another one that fell down at the uh, compared to the beginning of the season. He was a and never let them leave. So, yeah, it is a case of. Not I don't. I don't know how you. Game. I don't know how you watch the back half of the season and don't knock a lot of guys yeah. off that never let them leave thing. I'm. I'm sorry. Like exactly. that's so the point of doing this. Is it's a refresh. There, yeah, we're refreshing. There were so many opportunities to are. step up and, and make plays and and carry this team. And and no one was saying that they had to be in the Super Bowl. But man, the showing that they had against any good team during the back half of the season, and particularly against the 49ers. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. That is weighing. That weighs for me more than what they did in the first six seven games. Simi Fahoko will put as a depth. He's a Y for me. As a Y, just because we've never yeah. seen him play football. I, I just don't understand why he can't catch, like with his hands. That's my question. With his hands, that's a problem. Yeah, if He's you're a body wide receiver, guy. that is He's, a problem. He he yeah. just seems destined to be just a special teams player. Uh, probably a nice guy though. Uh, no Noah Brown. Brown, depth dude for show. Getting totally. that for show. Uh, any more wide receivers? We covered all. I wide think we're good on wide receivers. Let's go to tight end. Let's go to tight end. Okay, Dalton Schultz. Oh man, better than your average. Got to be right compared. To what he I did think this his, year. I think his stat line shows you that. Boy, I one of the best fantasy receivers. I have a hard this, time this seeing that up. Exceeded expectations. Am I a jerk for saying that I have a hard time seeing that holding up? No, I mean, 
I could see him being a solid contributor, but I felt like this season he was better than your average. If he went to another or goes to another team in the offseason, let's say he doesn't, you know, there was obviously moments this year where he wasn't great as a blocker. If another team he goes, they exploit that, wouldn't stun me. But if we're going off just this year, I'd put him at better than your average where he's at. Uh, Blake Jarwin would be next, and it's hard to really get a feel for him because he, you know, is hurt. Uh, I think based on track record plus injury, are we comfortable just putting him at solid contributor? Yeah, yeah. that's fine. McKeon? Depth dude. Yep. And Sprinkle? Depth, Depth dude. dude. Yeah. yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Then we've got, uh, let's go linebacker next. All right. Uh, I think never let him leave, Micah Parsons. Never let him leave. That's that's about as clear as they come. He would be in number the number 11. one spot for me. He, he would be the number for, number one guy in the entire roster of Netflix. One A, yeah. Is it right now? Yes. Oh, no, he's one by himself. No, there's no A. <laughs> one, and there's no, yeah. There's no one there's B. Nobody, yeah, exactly. There's nobody in the conversation with me right now with him. Let's he's go to the, literally, out of, this, out of this entire roster, he's the one player that you could be it could excite you for next season. There's a lot of things about this team and and the players are going to lose in free agency and things that are going to make you go, well, "Why are we expecting next season to be any better?" If next season is any better, one of the big reasons why will probably be Micah Parsons taking another step. He is the best hope I feel like you have on 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 this entire roster for it to be better next season. Yeah, I have one of the five guys in the league who can wreck your offensive game plan right. on his own. 
You know, that's, you know, it, that, that's, that's Aaron Donald level traits that he's given you. Qual, you know, like that's where I kind of, yeah, I'm all, all aboard. Uh, Van yep. Der Esch, solid contributor. Yep. Fair. Okay. Keanu Neal. Depth dude for me. I he's mean, a depth you can put him in solid yeah, contributor, I mean, but he didn't really do anything that. He's a depth dude for sure. Jabril Cox, it's so tough because he's a depth yeah, dude. Depth um, dude. But it's always obviously tough because he got hurt. But yeah, he's clearly a yep. depth dude. Um, Gifford. Uh, I, Him and Bernard, you could put in. You can put in depth dude or why. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And because uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. I guess that's Let it for go D line now. Sure. Let's go defensive line. Let's go. Um, you know, let's you know, let's let's go let's go secondary here because we okay. and then we'll do offense. We'll do the big guys sure. at the end. KZ for me, it's clearly a depth dude. I think right. Crazy KZ. Yeah. Is there anything game changing about Demonte KZ? There's really not. I mean, he started a bunch of games. He, I mean, if you if you look at this entire season, their starters were him and J. Ron Curse for the majority of the season. So he's a starter. And he did make some plays and things like that. Um, I could understand an argument for a solid contributor, but uh, I, that dude is fine with me. I mean, it's not going to make or break you whether he's on the roster or not next year. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Trayvon Diggs? Oh, yeah, after uh, watching those games. On better Sunday, than your average? Never, I'm, I'd actually put him on never let him leave after watching those games on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, we've never had a. This team struggled to get turnovers for so many years. And the he does. I he mean, don't get me wrong. Got a handful of them. He he bites on a ton of double moves. Uh, he he takes chances on on plays that gives up big plays and things like that. But you watch those games on Sunday, and I'm sorry, like how many defensive backs can't catch a cold, including my guy Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. I mean, how many balls are you going to drop in big yeah. moments like that? Uh, so to me, if you look across the rest of the league. I have him on never let him leave, Jerry, because one, I think he's amongst the best. I don't care what his PFF grade is. And two, I think I think of that as being a premium position because of the way the game has changed. So, Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, proven to be a depth dude so far. Got yeah. tons of potential there, though. Nation Wright, depth dude. Jordan uh, Lewis. Jordan Lewis. I, I think... I think you got to go depth, right? I think he's a depth dude, and I don't think – I mean, I, Jordan Lewis played better than he had played, but he had more opportunities to play. He could be he could be in that one or solid contributor. Same thing with Anthony Brown. I have no problem with Anthony I'd Brown. I'd put Anthony in Brown in solid contributor and Lewis in, yeah. in depth. Like I'd put Brown slightly ahead of him. But. I'm comfortable with that, and I feel like I'd rank it Brown over Lewis for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Kennedy is – we put him as yeah. depth. Man, well. I'll tell you what, the way he was playing in training camp, I thought for sure that he was going to have a major impact this year. And then he got that concussion and missed half the season, maybe even more than half the season. And man, that was, that was disappointing because he was definitely one of the top players to stand out during training camp. What about CJ Goodwin here? Solid Still contributor. Still Okay. No, he's a solid contributor. I mean, that is that is yeah. the face of your special teams. He's he has to be a solid okay. contributor. I'm on board with that. He's Darian the new Thompson. Bill Bates. Uh, I'm now to the point in my Darian Thompson experience. Like it's been an all time, and I'm now to the point of why. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. Like it's been like there was a time when there was a place for him. I I don't know if that's still there. Yeah. J Jaron Curse, 
solid contributor. Totally. I, I, I mean, there are just a handful of plays he makes every week that jumps out and it stops a drive and it generally happens on a third and five. And I just, I just think it was, it was fun. Now, I ain't breaking the bank to keep him or anything, but right. Uh, but that's I the thing, though. I mean, there's a part of little player, he was man. one of the he, yeah he was one of the first people I thought of when that news surfaced that that Dan Quinn is being retained because I was like, this is a guy that's bounced around the league and he takes a one year deal that certainly he's going to want more money this time around. But without question, if you look at his stats, this was such such a career year. It's not even close. So there's a part of me that thinks like, and I and I certainly got from the Times talking to him, I got the feeling that he really enjoyed playing for the Cowboys. He enjoyed having that leadership type role. This seems like the type of guy that would take a little bit less to stay here just because, like, again, he's 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 got to taste how it is in other organizations. Sometimes they've used him the right way, but for an entire season and then how Dan Quinn used him and having that ability to be like, man, I can just build off of my career year. Who knows? I mean, He's got the potential to be a pro bowler in this system. I think he resigns uh, as long as the money is is somewhat similar. And I think because of Dan Quinn, he's going to give the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt. And that's a good thing. Yeah, that's the point I haven't, I haven't thought about. You know how I think about him? I think about him in the same way I think about Cedric Wilson. Guys I would love to have back. Guys that I would hate to overpay for. You know? Yeah. Uh, guys I would love to have back because they, they're, they're important to your team. But guys, you're just free agents, and you know some team could blow it away with a bigger offer. I, I um, have, I mean, if we're when we get to the defensive line, I'm sure we'll talk about this. But um, if you look at everybody that's up on that 21 unrestricted free agents that the Cowboys have that they're going into this off season, other than Randy Gregory, well, I don't think I have one higher than. Je- I think Jaron Curse is number two on my list. You know, some um, people will say Dalton Schultz. You know, some people will say Michael Gallup, but for what I think he'll cost and the impact that he'll make and what he made this past year, I think he's number two on my list. Let's go uh, Malik Hooker, depth dude. Go good with that? Yep. Sure. What? How do you feel about the Reggie Robinson experiment, uh, KT? Well, I, I just think it's weird the way they chose to use him. And I, I have him, I guess he's a Y at this point. Yep. Um, sadly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I just don't understand why they wanted to change what he did good, but whatever, you know, Donovan <laughs> Wilson, he's a depth dude. Um, and I didn't put him pretty high on the depth dude list. Maybe he does seem like Donovan Wilson's the guy that seems to have a lot of fans. Um, <laughs> and I've got to like, yeah, cause he makes, yeah, spe- he makes splash plays. That's why he'll make a play Every here or there where you'll be like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that all in the secondary there? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I think let's, so. Let's go back to offense. Let's do, uh, let's do, oh, no, let's, we're, oh. we're, we're square in the middle of this thing. Let's, let's do, do the offensive kicker. Line. Oh, okay. kicker? Let's do, let's do the kicker and the punter while we're here. Yeah. yeah I don't have nice wander on here. So I feel yeah, like since either. Anger made the Pro Bowl, he'll probably be back. I feel Anger's like, better so. than yeah, your no, average Anger, punter. He yeah. was, yeah, he was <laughs> sixth in the league in, in punt yards, average punt yards, you know, like I, all about it. McQuady, uh, depth dude is the uh, or solid contributor. If you're if you're not botching yeah, snaps, fine. you're a solid contributor. Yeah. Uh, Zerline, here we go. Why? <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm serious. At this point, I mean, I just yeah. Why? I, I understand that they have to draft other positions, and so you can't be spending any premium picks on kickers. But 
This is the year that you spend a fifth or sixth round pick on a kicker. I'm sorry, but you do it. And I don't. Yeah, and oh, oh, and with that being said, for the record, I don't believe that'll happen. When oh, you no, have the head either. coach, when you have the head, well, first of all, when you have the special teams coordinator that believes in you the way that John Fossil does, that's that's strong. And then just look at Mike McCarthy. Let's not act like Mason Crosby just was like just killing it every single season that he was in Green Bay. Mike McCarthy has brought up some of the issues that he had with Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby never left. They never tried to replace him. I I, I don't think Zerline is leaving. I'm just saying that you you just, I don't know. The way you look at this league right now, I'm like, if there's if there's some kickers that make sense out of college, this is the time to draft them right now. And again, I'm not talking about in like the first three, four rounds. I'm talking like fifth, sixth round. Garibay from Texas Tech. Go get Jonathan Garibay from Texas Tech. I'm just telling you, that guy's a monster. Offensive line. Let's go back to offense. Uh, I think we have to start at left tackle with Tyron Smith. At this point, I know mm. I've said it a million times, when he's healthy, he's better than your average. Can't just go back and forth there. I believe he was a never <laughs> let them leave at the beginning of the season. Yeah, so. he's not there anymore. Oof. I still think yeah. he's better than your average because there is such a drop off still when you have to roll out the other guys. And I'm fine with that. But man, it's it's a it's a thin ice, you know, better than your average. Yeah, just beca- I agree. It's close. It's close to solid he is, contributor. Yeah, he's but- on the he's on the very end, man. He is. Whew, he's gonna have to pull it together again this year, this off season, yeah. you know, to come back. It's it's tough. Left guard Connor Williams. Death dude. Yeah, Connor Williams, agreed. depth dude. Can we put Y yep. or? Nah, I put him at depth okay. dude. Okay. <laughs> I had to try. If there was no such thing as penalties, he could be a solid contributor. It's it, it's, oh. it's more clear than ever. Like the penalties <laughs> thing, that that is directly on not only McCarthy, but that's on the offensive line coach as well. That's on the referees, KT. It's the referees versus the Cowboys. I don't understand how you don't get that by now. Us versus them, man. Us versus them. It's like they, because here's what happens. You have a play that's run in practice and you get away with holding and and you guys skate through it because you want to get practice over with or you just want to move on to the next play. Well, if you're a hard-ass offensive line coach or a hard-ass head coach or whatever, you blow the whistle and go, no, you don't have your arms wrapped around the guy like that. You don't do that. Everyone line up. We're running this play again. Son of a bitch. That's Let me what play you devil's do. advocate. Let's play devil's advocate. How do you know that it doesn't happen? And then you get in the game and he does it again. And you're sitting there going, I wish I had somebody to put in for him. This is annoying the shit out of me. I wish I had somebody to put in for him. And you keep Fair. saying that. You keep saying that. And then you get to one week where you're like, I've had enough. McGovern, it's your chance. Doesn't Fair. look good. You're like, but I still don't want to go back to Williams. We'll go another game with McGovern. This is terrible, but we, we said we we're going to do this. All right, one more game with McGovern. Bring back Williams. I just, I can't even do this. You know, I think if somebody, I think if McGovern runs away with position, then you're great there, but I, he didn't. And so you're like, well, uh, we're going to have to start five offensive linemen. So someone's got to start there. Well, while you're there, I guess go ahead and put McGovern in depth, dude, right behind Connor Williams. <laughs> okay. There you, that's, that's perfect. Biotish is a depth dude as well. He's a Y. No, I'm just kidding. No, depth dude's fine. He's not a Y. He's Zach a y, Morton. No. Zach Martin is still at never let him go Jerry level. Oh yeah, I think, yes sir. Obviously, yes sir. Um, and then yep. that takes us to Lyle Collins, which I would have Lyle Collins at solid contributor. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's no, go. Um, yeah. 
was Mitch Hyatt is a depth depth dude. Was I guess uh, depth dude, he's he's lineman. been around long enough that I'm kind of yeah. in the Y boat with him, honestly. Yeah. You know, I'm it's unfair to the guy. Well. Matt Matt Farniok as well. Uh, who and why? You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I put no him in depth. Jared Steele. Uh, I put put Farniak in, in, in depth, dude. There okay. might be something there. Steele. Terrence Steele, Steel, solid dude. contributor. I'm putting him in solid contributor. He really, okay. he really moved up the list for me. I'm sorry, KT. You can. No, you can move. no I'm okay with about it. That. Niseki's a depth dude. Okay. Yeah. I think that's pretty uh, much. And it. that's all the alignment. Yeah. I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with that. I got no problem with that. All right, D-line. let's start with uh, Randy Gregory. I mean, I think he's better than your average defensive end, to be honest. I agree. What do you what do you think he'll be back or what? It's gonna be tough because that really doesn't even depend on the Cowboys, as far as I'm concerned. I think he's mm-hmm. gonna. Yeah. I, I, it's like one of those things where if they get a deal done before he hits free agency, then you you love it. But as soon as he goes to free agency, you just don't know. I mean, who would have sat there and said that? You know who I think the toughest competition for the Cowboys is going to be for Amari Cooper is Washington. Like you just don't know. You know you don't know who's going to come out and and throw a bunch of money at somebody that you're just like, whoa, really? Okay. Uh, didn't see that the, coming. Some of these teams. And he plays are such have, a premium position. Uh, so, and some of these teams are going to have a lot of money to throw around, right? You know, like I doubt, like just to like, yeah, we got to fill the team here. Let's uh, let's get around. There's some some of these teams are not bad. You know, like the Bengals and, uh, and the Chargers are teams who are going to have like a lot of space. Um, I, I, the Bears are a team that's interesting with Eberflus going to. To head coach, I don't know if he you know would like Randy Gregory or not. They got Robert Quinn already, I guess. There's, I'm just like putting like a bunch of connections together. There's a lot of teams who are, who are decent or close. You know, they're gonna have money to spend, and I think you can kind of see where that could be appealing yeah, to Randy. But oh, Randy, Randy, come out, come out to Vegas, Randy, come out, come out. I don't here. think that's where he needs to go, though. I don't think that's yeah, he doesn't Vegas. Just keep him, keep him at home. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll stay. We'll see. Oh, cool. And coach I don't think Rod's going to be no, there though Mar- either. Though Coach Marinelli will, uh, will coach him up, Bill. I don't he's think Josh McDaniels is going to be keeping Marinelli. I think he's going to bring in his own guys. Matt Patricia. Oh God. Well, if you want. Uh, all right. Oh, but, oh, Brian Flores. So Randy he- Gregory is better than your average. There you go. Demarcus Lawrence, I'd put him never let him leave, but that's just me. No. I'll say better, better than, than your average. Than the average, yeah. Uh, I mean, he would be very high on that list. He could be. He would probably be number one out of that group there. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I don't know that he's in for that. sure number one. No, in that group. I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. He does so much, and he's a good player. But for that money, you just need more sacks. I'm sorry, you just have to. But that is that's that's just what happens. I mean, honestly, yeah. I was yelling at my TV watching the NFC Championship game because I'm just like. You know, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, like it's time for one of you guys to make a play. Like there's just too much investment there. You're too good of players. Like, and eventually, obviously they did. Aaron Donald got that pressure and, you know, and helped seal the game. But like plays have to be made in the big games. You know, you can't go away and, oh, hey, what did he do in that game? I forgot. Oh, did he make any plays? Like, I mean, it just, that's the only thing that keeps me. I, you to be on that top tier, you got to be. We just got to know who you are every single every single game that you're out there. Uh, Odigizua, solid contributor. Yeah, sure. Not quite there. I think I think you know in time a chance to be better than your average. Uh, USC that continue. 
uh, to progress. Let's go Neville Gallimore there. I think same thing. I, I would have yeah, him a solid contributor sure. and get hurt, you know, but mm-hmm. two guys that you feel good about having a chance to be better than your average. Have Those a chance some to Nice, get nice highlights of the season was, was yeah. Diggy and Neville Gallimore. A little splashy. Those guys got yeah. a little splashy for us. I like that. Yeah, they need they um, need it a lot more often though. That's the that's the issue that they run into at defensive tackle. Yeah. Just yeah. In every game, you're not really worried about their defensive tackle, and you see a lot of these teams, uh, you know, playing right now or playing in the playoffs that have like a defensive tackle that the other teams have to like really worry about and game plan for, and and that that means every single game. And so those guys aren't there yet, but that's that's the hope is that they can be. Um, Terrell Basham. Depth dude. Depth dude. Chauncey Golston. Depth dude. I, I have as a depth go- dude a chance to yep. get up to solid contributor, the same way yeah, that mm-hmm. Odigazoo on Gallimore have a chance to get up to better than your average. Um, Carlos, Carlos Watkins. Watkins, depth dude, and, and man, yep. like for, for what he costs, I mean, for what you expected, excellent. You'll take that all day. Yeah, sure. Bohanna, depth dude as well. Um, Tristan Hill, I think we can now, man, I want to give him one more chance to get back from injury fully, but he's so close to being why so close, hmm. but I'll keep yeah, him at depth. Absolutely. Personally. He's very close to that. He's on the edge. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brent urban dip dude. And two more here. Dorrance Armstrong dip dude. And yeah, the last and I, one is a nice with the Jets. Bradley though, no longer. And I yeah, okay, he was still on the uh, yeah practice squad list. Another guy who's weirdly got a lot of fans for no reason, though. It is amazing. It That's is mean. Amazing. That's mean. I don't mean it mean like that. I mean, I feel like because he got a bunch of sacks in college, everyone thought that he's better than he was. Well, and he also what helps too is his cause is that um, you know fans today know more about the draft than ever before, and so going into that draft, he was looked at as being this like second day pick and then he falls to the Cowboys and just like, man, what a steal. Believe me, I thought it at the time too. But then it's like when he gets out there, you're like, yeah, he's he's okay, but I can see why he fell, you know? I need to find my notes on him, but I know it was like stiff. Yeah. Not a great athlete. He just was a guy like it was an obvious watching, pick though, I feel like at the time people were like Good hands. Why isn't anyone picking this guy? Pick this guy. Yeah, he was the guy that, like, when ESPN is doing the draft, they have that constant running board underneath that says, top 10 available, top 10 available. And in in day three, there's always some guys at the top there that, like, if if you make it all the way to the sixth round, people see your name up there the entire day. They're watching the draft, just like, hey, that guy's still there. Look, at he's been number one on Mel Kuyper's board the entire time, this entire day. He must be awesome. Like, he's a good player. He's fine, but I don't need. I don't think that... I don't know. From when you see him play, I don't think that there's a lot where you're just like, don't forget about him. That's going to make a difference. Like, yeah, he's he's okay. I'm with you. Did you ever think he was better than Dorrance Armstrong? Did you ever see him do anything? You would even put him on Dorrance Armstrong's level? No. I, I, I haven't. No. I mean, I had a fifth-round grade on him after watching his tape, you know, coming out of the draft. Like, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't understand it, to be honest. But that's just me. So, you know, a few whys. The biggest why there, of course, is Zerline. Tons of depth dudes. You got the high-end talent. Well, this this boils down to to really one thing, or two things. Number one, the offense can't get in a funk like that for that extended period of time. Now, we've seen the Chiefs went through a slump this year, but you just, it just can't 
happen like that and be that long. You knew what defense the 49ers are going to throw at you. And then, of course, the penalties and the being ready to go out the gate. That stuff, you know, but but you're right, John. Like when, when people ask, and because it's like still a fresh wound, when people ask, why should I be excited? You should be excited because your defense has a chance to improve no matter what happens. I mean, even if you lost Randy Gregory, I don't know what you're going to be able to get in the draft and things like that. But like your defense could still improve with a full year of Demarcus Lawrence thrown into that. And your defensive tackles getting a little bit better. And maybe Kelvin Joseph turns out to be something. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that could happen. Even if you lost a really good player like Randy Gregory, they could still improve your defense. And I think that's where you have like a lot of hope. And then you want your offense. There's enough pieces there to get the job done. It's almost unacceptable for their offense to fall off as hard as it did, you know? Well, and the quickest way to fix it would be to fix that offensive line. Maybe it's, you know, bringing in a different offensive line coach and maybe you just change one thing up and then all of a sudden that group of five just, they play like they were expected to play this year, which rarely happened. Maybe all of a sudden something clicks there. And if that does, everything opens up. The running game, Dak feels more comfortable, buys you more time with your receivers, even if that means you don't have Amari Cooper and it's some guy you drafted or whatever that's on the other side from CeeDee Lamb. Maybe it's Michael Gallup comes back. A lot of those pieces can fall into place if the offensive line gets fixed because I frankly don't believe that they, talent-wise, are as bad as they played this year. So that's one other area where I could see if that gets fixed, then that can that could fix a lot of things on offense. If it doesn't, though, they're not getting to 12 wins. You know, like, forget the idea yeah. of even this is going to be the same as it was last year. No, it won't even be last year. I promise you that. If that offensive yeah. line looks like it did again, they won't be at 12 wins. I agree. I agree, man. They also get a first place schedule next year too, so you know that's something to, to consider. But just a little bit, um, John. I know you had a big piece that you wrote with Bob on the Athletic. Uh, we don't need to discuss that uh, in depth or anything, but uh, talk to, uh, talk to us uh, or, or give a little teaser to what that piece is about for those who might want to go read that. Yeah, it's just basically Bob and I going back and forth about some of the Cowboys' biggest issues, starting with Jerry Jones and, and Mike McCarthy. Uh, Bob is a, a bigger supporter of Mike McCarthy than I am. So that's why it kind of works the back and forth there. And while I certainly understand, uh, why everyone always blames Jerry as you should, I mean, he's been here throughout all of this. Uh, so he deserves all the blame. I also think though, when you say it's only him and that's the reason that they lose all the time, I also think yeah. that's kind of a lazy take because I do think that there are teams that they've had, uh, Post Jimmy Johnson, post Barry Switzer. I mean, just in the last 10, 15 years that were good enough to make a deep run. I'm not asking for a 90s dynasty. I'm saying getting hot at the right time and, you know, maybe doing that, I don't know, crazy thing like making the NFC championship game. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Why aren't they getting to there? And so when we look at 2021, I put more of the blame on Mike McCarthy than I do for Jerry Jones in 2021. And of course, you know, you can come back and say, yeah, but it's always Jerry because Jerry's been the problem the whole entire time. That's fine. I just think it's a little bit deeper than that. This past year is what I'm saying. This past season. Sure. I do think that I think the ingredients were there uh, to make a pretty good meal and a good meal wasn't made. So, Well, next week we're going to have an episode where we kind of discuss. We wanted to give everyone some time to grieve. Um, so next week we're going to have an episode really focused on reasons for optimism. You know, really trying. Jerry Jones. Okay. Hold on. Jerry Jones bought them the ingredients to make a nice... Do we go as high as Nick and Sam's dinner? Is that going too high? That's best of the best, man. I don't know. Yeah, All right, what's the, what's the step down from 
Bob's Snake and Chop House. Hands. Yeah. I guess I've never been there. Ruth's Chris. All right. <laughs> like that. I'm a Del Frisco and, guy. Pretty good. And the cooks delivered Chipotle. That makes sense. Yeah. I see your analogy there. Yes. I see your analogy. And that, that's a great way to summarize this. And I, lo- and I love Chipotle. Don't get me wrong. I would have hoped at, at the outset of this season, you know, when we do the, the roster tier, we'll do this again during training camp. And again, next year, we'll make this uh, an annual thing as we look ahead. But I would have hoped more guys would have moved into the never let them leave category than left the never let them leave category. Yeah. That's not that's not great. And you know you're going to lose guys in the better than your average to free agency. So The offense fell off a hill. Yeah, They fell off a hill and they couldn't get Did up. I go too low at Chipotle? Should it be like Texas Roadhouse? I'm not a Chipotle guy. I love Roadhouse. So, yeah. I mean, they made the playoffs, so I think it's still a sit-down meal inside. Maybe that's Maybe a little bit higher the than playoffs. Chipotle then. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Chipotle is kind chilies? of a takeout. Yeah. Outback. Chili's Outback. <laughs> Bloomin' Onion. Outback was good and went 2005 until they changed their menu up. Then it got bought out by a different company. <laughs> it's a Bloomin' Onion because it's satisfying in the moment, but the more you think about it, it's like, you're like, That Ugh. sauce, though, that sauce like, is awesome. That was gross. That Bloomin' Onion terrible. sauce is incredible. It is good, yeah, but like two hours later, it's like seeping out of my pores. Um, yeah, they were, there you go. There's the roster tier, but again, we'll do this at the... Uh, outside of training camp. So look forward to that here in about six months. We'll, we'll see what the roster looks like. Free agency's coming up and you're right, KT. We need some reasons for optimism after the past two weeks of grievances and roster tears and all this crap. Yeah, we'll do that next week. We'll also probably give you a Super Bowl prediction and all that stuff. And the Woo. latest on any uh, coaching news, if there were to, were to be any, if there's any, anything like that, we'll have you covered next week on about them Cowboys for our optimistic episode kind of get you ready for next year uh for our producer kent garrison for father john mashota i am kevin kt turner we'll see you next week on about them cowboys i gotta see those lips